Well, good morning, y'all. Uh, today, we are wrapping up our series that we have entitled Pardon the COVID-19 Interruption, as we have been um, trying to have just some honest conversation about how this pandemic is affecting us personally and the opportunities that it's presenting that can help facilitate change in our lives. We, uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about how our lives can be like we're, you know, floating in a raft, in a whitewater rafting, you know, mindlessly down the river of life, and how the daily grind is like the current that is pulling us ever so close to the waterfall, and the older we get, the stronger the current is that pulls us, and eventually there comes this tipping point where no matter how hard we try, no matter how much we struggle against it, we just can't escape it. However, in this pandemic, it has created a unique opportunity for us that has stopped the current. It has stilled the waters enough for us to be able to make a break for it, get out of the raft, go over onto the shore, where you now... Now you face a crossroads. You come to this crossroads, and as you stand there dripping wet from the grind that you've left behind, you're faced with a decision of choosing between two roads. Two roads that travel in two very different directions. The first road we see is not a very attractive one. This is a nasty dirt road that's all bumpy and, and dusty, and it's obvious that not too many people have traveled down that road. And while it's a little scary because of all the unknowns at the same time, it's kind of like your heart is drawn to it. Like you know you belong on that road. And yet, we still fight it. Because there's this other road that is way more attractive. It's this really nice paved stretch of highway. It's well lit and well marked. And all along the road, there are neon signs and cool looking attractions. This road just looks like it's going to be an easier journey than that dirt path, or at least a heck of a lot more fun. So as you stand there at this crossroads, trying to decide which road to take, it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, life is tough enough without trying to choose the more difficult journey. Robert Frost put it like this. Two, or, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Jesus put it this way. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the path that leads to life, but only if you find it. So standing there at that crossroads, you see that um, the difference between these two roads is very distinct. And this big paved highway actually 
you understand can lead you to be able to living out the American dream. I mean, if you think about it, the American dream is really about being in absolute control of my life. We want to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. We want to be able to be financially independent. We want to be self-sufficient. In other words, we want to be in control of our own destiny. However, I'm telling you, all that came to an end when this virus hit. Because truly, we are no longer in control of our lives. People are telling us all the time what we can and can't do. They're telling us where we can and can't go. I am no longer in control of the things that I thought that I was in control of. However, people are still trying to do whatever they can to to hold on to some semblance of control. Many people are completely ignoring the stay-at-home order, almost out of a sense of personal rebellion. Psychologists have come out and said that the reason that we have this great toilet paper crisis is because people are hoarding in an attempt to regain control of something, anything. I can tell you that in our own home, every closet and cabinet and drawer is completely cleaned out and organized because my wife was trying to get it back in control from the very beginning. And for me, as I'm working on ways to, um, to finance deals that I've kind of lost through this crisis. I've been trying to force financial solutions in a world where the financial markets are basically shut down to try to get back control of projects that right now are completely out of my control. There is a new reality, and we can't just do what we want to do the way we want to do it anymore. I mean, a great example is I was on my way back from uh, running down in the Great Western Trail this last week, and I was passing by the Jewel Food Store, and I knew that my wife was out of her favorite almond milk. So I decided to do something special for her, and I said, okay, I'm going to stop in, and I'm going to grab some. Now, I haven't been in a grocery store in like a month. And so as I walk in, It did not take me a minute to realize I did not fit in here. Everyone, without exception, had a mask on, and most of them were wearing gloves to boot. And so here I'm in my sweaty, nasty, running clothes with a naked face. All of a sudden, I feel out of place, and to be honest with you, a little bit embarrassed. So I put my head down, and I start going through the store as quickly as I could. And I'm not kidding you. Like, people were looking at me with disgust. One woman, as I walk by her, she shakes her head, and she kind of grunts, and she grabs her shopping cart. She whips it around, and she goes away from me as quickly as she can, as if I have, like, the leprosy or something. I figured that while I was in the store, I'd grab a couple of other items that we were out of. And so as I'm going through the aisles looking for these items, all of a sudden this other woman, she points down at the ground and I quickly discover discover that I'm going the wrong way down a one-way aisle. I mean, when the heck did that happen? 
I have to tell you that I felt, I felt so out of place, and I haven't felt that ostracized and rejected since I was the last pick for the sixth grade boys kickball game. And so the issue of this crisis, beyond just the fear of contracting this virus, is this loss of control that we're experiencing. Or maybe it's just coming to grips with the fact that we were never in control in the first place. Because it appears that all the years that I've spent gaining control of my life and my destiny was really just me building a house of cards. Because in just a matter of hours, all of the stuff that I thought that I had under control in my life went up in smoke. And I came to the harsh reality that I'm not in control at all. My delusion of control was just that. It's this false illusion of what I thought was reality, but it wasn't real. Up until now, we have identified with the culture of this world. We have allowed ourselves to be shaped and molded by whatever our culture dictates is the way that we should live. But Jesus said this in the Gospel of Luke chapter 9. If any of you want to follow me, then you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hold on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose their very self? When it says that we are to deny ourselves, I think what he's really saying is to reject the notion that this idea of us being in control of our lives and ultimately our destiny, because the truth is we're not. If you believe that you were created by God, then you also believe that He created us from the beginning to follow his design for our lives. But what ends up happening most of the time is that our lives are driven by us. Like we decide that we're going to design and control my own life. And so now, instead of becoming the person God created me to become, that you become the person you created yourself to be which is the person who is pursuing the American dream, who is the person who is in the illusion of being in control of your world. And the harder we work at becoming the people that we want to become, the further away we get from becoming the people that God created us to be. Which is what I think it's saying in verse 24 when he says, If you try to hang on to your life, the life that you created, then you're going to lose it. But if you give up that life, which is to say the life that you've created for yourself, if you give up that life for my sake in exchange for the life that I've created for you, God says, then you're going to save it. And so I I pursue that life. I I pursue the life in which God created me to live. But make no mistake about it. 
when we choose to walk down that narrow dirt path. That means we're living counter to this culture, and that's, that's not an easy shift to make. Look, this is really tough for me because I am just wired to be success-driven at everything that I do. I can easily get caught up in the grind of doing more and more deals in my business. It frustrates me, honestly, right now that I can't get anything done. And so I find myself all the time having to fight through all of that, all of the illusion of what I want or what I desire or what I think I should be or that successful person that I think that I should be. I have to fight through that all the time to see what's really important. And so historically, it's been really easy for me to lose perspective. That is until now. Because now that the world has come to this complete stop, I can all of a sudden see with great clarity what path I should be on and what's important and what's not. And suddenly, I get it. But the question is, in six months or a year or whenever is that date that the world goes back to normal, will I still have that same clarity? Or will I have jumped back in the raft, letting the daily grind completely sleep me, slip, sweep me away and pick up where I left off? before we were so rudely interrupted by this virus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Jesus, they are a new creation, and the old life is gone, and the new has begun. I think that's the goal, isn't it? That we get so far down the narrow path that there's really no turning back. That we're so committed to living a life in Jesus that we can't even imagine what that other life is because there's nothing left to go back to. That old life is gone and the new has begun. Jesus is not calling us to live life as usual. He's calling us to live counterculturally to be abnormal in a sea of normality. He's calling us to live an extraordinary life in a world that is all about maintaining the status quo and just fitting in. He's calling us to live differently. Look, I, I've never played any games or blown smoke about how difficult the journey is headed down the narrow dirt path that leads to Jesus. I think that it's admittedly a life that is more challenging and difficult because it flies in the face of living the American dream. It flies in the face of our culture and the illusion of what we think that life should be. The hard part of the Christian life is the everyday part. It's the being a follower of Jesus all the time part. Most of all, it's the I surrender all part. It's this admission where we allow ourselves to say, you know what, I'm not in control. 
And so instead of just turning control mindlessly over to the daily grind and just rolling the dice for our fate, that we actually intentionally turn control of our lives over to Jesus. And so as you stand there at the crossroads right now, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out which path to take, just know that the reality that we are experiencing right now in the midst of this crisis that is giving us such clarity about what is important in life and what's not, where it's giving us this perspective that we haven't had in a long time, we may never have this opportunity again to just stop the world and to allow ourselves to create change and to get on the path that we need to get on. Believe me, I, when I tell you that I have tried to coast down that other road most of my life, and it just doesn't work. But I can honestly say that when I get it, I am the most fulfilled when my feet are firmly planted on the narrow dirt path that leads to Jesus. I love following Jesus with all my heart. But the truth is, I fail miserably at it all the time. And I have to fight and scrape and work to keep my feet planted on the narrow path. But in spite of the mess that I have, in spite of the mistakes, in spite of all my screw-ups, I have made my choice. And I'm not living my life to build wealth or power or to be some great success. I would gladly give up all of that just to follow him. And so for me, I'm committed to taking this narrow, dirt, dusty, bumpy path to the very end. Because I know that one day, at the end of that path, I'll find Jesus.